It is time to blast off inside the kennel. And now, here is the Tomahawk Missile himself, Vindog Radio. Myself, Vin Dog Radio, a Money Bin production. Money Bin is in the house. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, you can add and like and subscribe to the podcast right here on podbean.com. Also, please add us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Yes, indeed, we're doing it. And the TuneIn Radio app and wherever you download podcasts. We want to thank you all for listening. And thank you to all the people who subscribe and download the podcast every time. But please leave us a five-star review. We will be greatly appreciated. We'll be eternally grateful and blessed by the Lord God up above because of you you guys make us okay so today is going to be a very special show so the sound off is going to be real brief and quick yes indeed scott fishman the coach is stopping by and it's going to be fun ladies and gentlemen we're going to cut loose by the juice and it's going to be awesome and i want you guys to experience the fullness of this podcast and you can also add us on youtube at money bin productions with a z and also on rumble at money bin productions with a z I am so excited. I just can't hide it today. So Burgess Owens is about to give you guys an education on Jim Crow laws. That's right. He's going to give you an education because he was quite the Jim Crow victim back in the day. And people are bringing Jim Crow back with reverse racism here in the United States of America. It is sickening. It is appalling. And I cannot believe it is happening. Mr. Burgess Owens, listen to what he says, folks. For someone who's actually experienced Jim Crow laws, I'd like to set the record straight on the myth regarding the recently passed Georgia State law and why any comparison between this law and Jim Crow is absolutely outrageous. Here are a few examples of my own life of what Jim Crow laws actually look like. At the age of 12, my father allowed me to participate in a demonstration with college students in front of the segregated Florida State Theater, where because of our color, we could not enter. I was the youngest participant there. Only 50 years later did I learn that my father had parked across the street to watch and make sure I was safe. In the seventh grade, my school never received new books, Instead, we received books from the all-white school across town. At service stations, there were white men-only restrooms, white women-only restrooms, and a filthy restroom in the back of the station for black Americans designated as colored. In addition, Jim Crow laws like poll tax, property tests, literacy tests, and violence intimidation at the polls made it nearly impossible for black Americans to vote. The section of the Georgia law that has brought so much outrage from the left it simply requires any person applying for absentee ballot to include evidence of a government-issued ID on their application. If a voter does not have a driver's license or ID card, that voter can use a current utility bill, bank statement, government check, paycheck, or any other government document that shows a name and address of this voter. If a voter somehow cannot produce one of these above forms of ID, that voter can still vote and cast a vote, a provisional, provisional ballot. 
By the way, 97% of Georgia voters already have a government-issued ID. What I find extremely offensive is the narrative from the left that black people are not smart enough, not educated enough, not desirous enough for education to do what every other culture and race does in this country, get an ID. True racism is this. It's projection of the Democratic Party on my proud race. It's called the soft bigotry of low expectation. President Biden said in, of the Georgia law, this is Jim Crow on steroids. With all due respect, Mr. President, you know better. It is disgusting and offensive to compare the actual voter suppression and violence of that era that we grew up in with a state law that only asked the people show their ID. This is the type of fear-mongering I expect in the 1960s, not today. Sorry, I had to add an atomic bomb to that, and uh, that was courtesy of my friends over at The Blaze. Shouts out to Hillary Kennedy and Keith Malinak over at The Blaze and the whole crew. Now, I got to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Crow Joe is on roids, right? It's crazy to me that people are capitulating to the nonsense with this Jim Crow nonsense, and I'm going to get into a lot of this with Scott Fishman in the next uh, on the other side, of course. America is a wonderful country. It's not perfect, but I guarantee you it is the greatest country in the world. Opportunity knocks for all. And we have people like LeBron James speaking utter nonsense that he has no clue on what he's speaking on. He's just a Nike face. Okay, he's just a face for Nike. Heck of a basketball player, I will tell you that. But when it comes to politics and race relations and justice and all this other good stuff, he has not a clue, ladies and gentlemen, not a clue whatsoever. Now, I am going to play you a piece from Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii. Yes, she is in the cabinet. And she's a Democrat. But she's one of the Democrats that actually has a bit of common sense, a bit of morals, a constitutionalist. She served this country. She's been berated and disrespected by the Clinton administration and the old Biden administration and everyone else. But I tell you one thing, she is a gutsy lady to stand up for America the country she fought for when she was in the military. And I am proud to say thank you for your service, Mrs. Galbert. Because if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now. And the council culture nonsense has to stop. And she has a stern message for our great country, the United States of America. Ms. Galbert, take over, please. My dear friends, my fellow Americans, Please, please let us stop the racialization of everyone and everything. It's racialism. We are all children of God and are therefore family in the truest sense, no matter our race or ethnicity. This is aloha. And this is what our country and the world need. The mainstream propaganda media and politicians, they want us to constantly focus on our skin color and the skin color of others because it helps them politically or financially. Aloha means respect and love for others. 
It's what enables us to see beyond our skin color and see the soul, the person within. So let's do our best to cultivate this aloha in our hearts and see and treat others through this prism of love, not through the prism of race and ethnicity. Please let us not allow ourselves to be led down this dark and divisive path of racialism and hate. Amen, sister. Amen. And I will be proud to call her sister because she is speaking absolute truth. Absolute truth. You can't deny that. But a lot of people are going to say, Oh, she's just talking out the side of her neck. No, you guys talk out the side of your neck when you come up with all this social justice stuff. But we're going to get into that on the other side. Well, my man, Mr. Coach. That's right. The coach is in the house. Coach Scott Fishman is going to be in the house. It's going to be fun. Money Ben, are you ready? He said, Yo está listo. Simón, hombre. Tu papi is here. I am your papi. Vicente Perro. In la casa. Si vamos. You're listening to the kennel right here on podbean.com. Don't forget to add and follow myself at Vindog Radio USA on Parler, Twitter, Instagram, and Cloud Hub. That's right. Vindog Radio USA. Booyah. Back in a minute, sucker. Back in a minute. More with the street shooter himself right after this. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Vindog Radio. He shoots straight from the hip, and if you don't like it, go and stuff yourselves. Back to the kennel with Mr. Keeping It Real himself, Vindog Radio. Welcome back to Inside the Kennel with myself, Vindog Radio on Podbean.com. Don't forget to follow me on CloudHub, Parler, Instagram, and Twitterverse. Yes, indeed. At Vindog Radio USA, that is V-I-N-N-D-O-G-G. Radio USA. That's right. It's all about the great old US of A. As uh, the classic Archie Bunker would say, the good old US of A. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, I told you I was going to have my good man, the coach, Scott Fishman on. He is not only a motivator, he is also an elevator, and he does everything else as far as branding. And he loves America just like myself and you and I. What's happening, coach? What's up, Vin Dog? Thanks for having me on, man. Man, I know, man. This is awesome. I am so glad we finally got you in the house. Now, we're going to cover some things. How about Bill Gates and Melinda getting a divorce? Is that crazy or what? It certainly is. And, uh, I mean, it's just another another thing to happen along this this huge storyline. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't, really, I don't really get too much into the you know, the tabloid type of stuff. But, uh, I mean, with everything going on right now, it's mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a significant thing. Yeah, and especially with Billy Boy being in the middle of everything, and I like to call him that just on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now let's really get down to the nitty-gritty. How about Josephina Robinette Biden giving his so-called uh, address last week it, it, it was nuts, man, the stuff he was talking about. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. I don't know. I don't know what what he's doing, you know, pre-speech, but it almost seems like he transforms into somewhat of, um, you know, uh, a you know a decent speaker when when he has a few days to prepare. Uh, it seems to me like they're pumping him with with something, and he's obviously reading the teleprompter. But I, you know, I actually thought he did a a decent job, uh, given given his current uh, uh, mental and physical fitness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was uh, a superb job of uh, promoting the tyranny that they're just uh, pushing upon us and the rest of the country. So, yeah, you're right about that. And his puppeteers did a wonderful job putting his speech together. They pulled exactly. his strings. And, it, it, you know, if um, we do a video interview uh, next time, I'm going to put a comparison photo of Joseph of Josephina Robinette Biden and Schmeagol from Lord of the Rings, and you tell me if the pictures match. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And also he increases his support for Iran and the Biden administration wants to give Iran ninety billion dollars with a B. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a, there's just so much going on right now, and I just keep I keep bringing it back to uh, I, I don't know that much about that deal, but I just feel like the vaccine in America right now is that's kind of what, you know where I'm putting a lot of my focus when it comes to like reading and research, yeah, and discussing it with people and. I don't know if they're they're trying to do other stuff to distract from this, but it's uh, it's something that is is a bit scary to uh, to see the numbers go up like this with mm-hmm. so many people around America just voluntarily becoming lab rats in an experiment um, where they really don't know what what's going into their bodies. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind it's kind of sad. Yeah, it is kind of sad, and, and as you know. Uh, even the country of Israel using their people as lab rats, forcing them to get the vaccine. Uh, if you're green, you get to do everything you want around the country of Israel. And if they give you the black tag, that means that you can't do anything around the country of Israel. All you got to do is go to the store and go home. What is really going on? So that tells me that there's something behind all of this. And, and it's not about social distancing, folks. It's all about social conditioning and control. Agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to be their uh, focus. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we've had, you know, I've had this talk with people and they said, oh, are you going to get the vaccine? Absolutely not. Yeah, um, I guess, you know, people people have a right to to make whatever decision they want. So here's my thought on all of this. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to destroy this economy some way, somehow, and they're using the pandemic to do it. And then they're doing all this separatist stuff. I don't know if I sent you this uh, post, uh, this uh, write-up from the Dodgers. A baseball team is selling tickets. They're going to sell tickets to fans and give them 20% off. But wait a minute. If you 
only have taken the vaccine, you're allowed to go to this these certain games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like the incentives giving to people in America is is unnecessary if if the science is truly going to work and people are following the science, it seems like there shouldn't be, or there doesn't need to be any sort of like public relations, uh, you know, PR for, you know, for people to take the vaccine. And, and I mean, that's, that's one thing that definitely has, has me thinking twice about it. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not getting vaccinated, but I mean, one of the other things that recently, and I did get what you sent and I, I appreciate you sharing that one of the things that is kind of scary. I was listening to an interview and uh, a, a young lady was talking about an adverse effect that she had from uh, the back, you know, the, it's not even a vaccine, let's say the jab. And the adverse effect that she had wasn't on the list of the adverse effects. Right. Okay. And, and I just found that strange because typically, you know, meta, you know, the, whether it's a, a drug or, you know, anything that could, you know, harm you in any way, potentially, you know, typically the lawyers that write up uh, the, the text on the back of the bottle or whatever it is, you know, people, I mean, they usually cover more than enough, right? Like usually the warning label covers way more things that could go wrong than actually ever go wrong. Right. And it seems I I believe the count is up to 20 adverse effects related to COVID-19 injections that were not fully described or missing um, from from the warning labels. And I, I just found that to be kind of scary. Oh, man, that's that's freaking insane, bro. That is insane. Now. I know you train uh, professional athletes. We won't mention any names because we don't want to get them in trouble. Uh, have you gotten their thoughts on everything that's going on in the country right now and also with the vaccinations and et cetera and so forth? Yeah, I think it's uh, a lot of people that lack the courage to just keep it real and, and, and just speak their mind in an honest and open way. I mean, I talk to athletes in every sport athletes at every level and i have a pretty diverse group of of clients in different countries all over this country and i always like to ask people just you know you know what do you think of what's going on you know like where are you with your thoughts like how do you think everything's going in the country and i kid you not i don't have an official statistic i don't i don't keep track of this but it seems to me at least 90% of the people that I talk to, athletes, coaches, are only playing along with this, with this game that's being played. And uh, they disagree with almost everything going on. But uh-huh. so, so few people actually speak up. And it's, it's really mind-boggling, especially when you look at coaches in college and MBA. I mean, you look up to, as an athlete, former athlete and as a coach and trainer myself, like I've always looked up to people in leadership positions, including in athletic positions. 
And there's not one NBA or NCAA college basketball coach right now that I know of that has really spoken out. And I feel like they've just, they've silenced people's voice. And it's, uh, you know, it's revealed a lot of people's real characters. I think it's because another thing too, they're afraid for their jobs. Uh, you just never know what some of these organizations and the elites would try and do to your families if you speak out. You know, it, it, there's a lot that's going into all of this. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think all of that. And like you said, with, with money, I, I believe, uh, you know, I, th I think I think the money issue, well, we talked about this last time we talked, um, there just being a lot of greed in the government and how, you know, people are doing a lot of corrupt things for money. And it, it's interesting to see the other end of the spectrum, but it seems like a lot of people are doing less or nothing um, to, you know, to prevent themselves from potentially losing money. And I get it. You know, people have families, people have bills to pay. Right. Um, but, but it just seems like a lot of people on both sides are sacrificing their core values and they're just kind of picking money over doing what what they feel is right and it's it's truly concerning it's definitely concerning um especially for such a time as this um I, I see a lot of your tweets when you you say you know pray for america which is true we need to pray for america because god is the only source for us to get out of this crazy human waste of a mess um but i i think i think you know along with all of this stuff with the pandemic, uh, you know, supposedly social justice is supposed to be going on right now. And I think that's the virus too. I think this social justice, anti-Semitism uh, and everything else that's going on, that is the biggest virus ever, this social justice nonsense. Yeah. And I think a lot of people use it as an excuse mm -hmm. to, uh, to dig deep and to address things and to, to really focus on the solution. I mean, I'm amazed at how many bad solutions are presented, whether it's in the media or amongst, you know, people in the house or Senate in politics. It just seems like the solutions being proposed are so far off from- Exactly. Let Not only not working, right? They're so far from working, but I don't even think they're anywhere close to being solutions that are the best possible solutions. Uh-huh. And I, and I think about this all the time and, you know, we talked about this too. I mean, it's, uh, I, I, th I think when it comes to the leadership, there's so little effort and by the president, I mean, the guy's taking three naps a day, right? <laughs> and I mean, it's so obvious anyone that's paying attention that his team of career politicians, I mean, it's obvious that their focus is money and power. I mean, that's, that's just obvious anyone that's been paying attention. And I just wonder, you know, if, if they're focused on that, what percentage of their day is going towards solutions and finding not just any solution, but the best solution for the American people. It just seems like, it's not even on their list of priorities. No, because they're too busy funneling money behind our backs through other countries 
<laughs> to put back in their cronies' pockets and their pockets. It seems like that's that's what's going on. To I mean, exactly what's going on. It's, it's, All right, uh, here here here's what I got for you. List list of problems in America that create systemic racism. Uh, I, I and this is just my own thought and opinions. It's not the opinions of uh, anybody else. Um, it all started with uh, the Confederate Democrats in the 1800s. I think we talked about this, too, uh, with the slavery. All right. Confederate Democrats did not want to release their slaves. And that was over 95 percent. Over 95 percent of the Confederate Democrats that were in Congress did not want to release their slaves. But over 75 to 80 percent of the Republicans wanted to free their slaves. All right. And, you know, there's a lot of they talk, they want to talk about this social justice crap. Democrats created the Ku Klux Klan. They created Jim Crow. Uh, they didn't want to sign the Civil Rights Act back in the 60s unless they could make sure that, you know, blacks and other minorities were in lockstep with the Democratic Party for 100 years. And it came out of Lyndon B. Johnson's mouth. And it, it just seems to rage on so on and so forth. And then they come up with this BLM and Antifa and. It's crazy, man, because this is, to be honest, this is one big pompous move by the government to distract everybody in the country so that they can ensue themselves upon the people and snatch your freedoms away. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people deny that um, their focus is to, you know, to have more control over the people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, all, all you have to do is just look at their actions and their hypocrisy and, you know, saying one thing during a campaign and then doing the opposite. I mean, over and over and over again. And it's, I think people are waking up. I truly believe that, you know, over a hundred million people are on the same common sense philosophy that we're sharing. Um, but it's, it's, I, every day I try and figure out how people can be so intellectually lazy. You know, we have more information than we've ever had. We have access to more scientific journals that you could find it within 10 seconds. Yeah, at our fingertips. And people are just so intellectually lazy that they just go with the first thing that they hear or read. And it's typically just a headline. And they don't realize that the media is not there for the truth they're there because they want to sell papers they want to sell magazines they want to get clicks yeah it's not they're not people don't get into media for the truth are there some that do yeah but that's not what they do it's about getting people's attention and creating fear so they could control you know who they watch and it's it's so obvious, Vin Dog. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I just don't understand how some people don't see it. And I, I could only, I just keep coming back to intellectual laziness because if they just read, if they just researched, if they just asked the right questions and listened, mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's common sense stuff. You don't have to be, you don't have to be intelligent. You don't have to, you know, have any background in science to understand what's going on here or political science. It's, it's so obvious. Exactly. And the government is creating all this, uh, uh, racial divide 
right now. Um, there was a bill that was signed by Josephina Robinette Biden that's going out another $2 trillion to put us in debt even more. The children's children and the children after that won't be able to pay this off. Uh, and in this social justice uh, thing that they're supposedly having, it says that uh, farm workers can have debt forgiveness. Okay, that sounds great and all, right? But here's the kicker. Only if you're black, Hispanic, Latino, Asian, other minorities, whites need not apply. That's what it says in the bill. Uh, I mean, their, their solutions are never, they are never addressing the actual problems that they claim to want to fix. Exactly. And I and I think they're just continuing the Obama agenda because it looks, you know, like Obama's cronies are in the house. It's uh, yeah, it, it's it's obvious, you know, it's obvious. I just hope that people start to wake up. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I got into politics a couple of years ago and I wasn't always into it, but I got into it the last few years and I, I share a lot of my thoughts on Twitter and. I, I, I like to engage with people and read people's replies and respond and, and have conversations with people. And it just seems to me like the number of people that support Biden, the number of people that are, you know, on the left, it, it just seems like it's dwindling and more and more people are waking up. And maybe that's just me being a coach and trying to have faith in people that they're going to do a little bit of research and, and learn. Um, you know, I tend to believe in people. I, I tend to think that, you know, people can wake up, people can change, but it takes a lot of effort, you know? And right. I, I think that, I think that people are putting in more effort now and more and more people are waking up. And I think, you know, two years from now, four years from now, I truly believe that everything's going to turn around for the better. And this will be the best thing that ever happened to our country because not the four, these four years, but it seems like people in America are really uniting together. There's more people coming together, having these discussions. Like we probably wouldn't have been having this. I know I wouldn't have been having this discussion a couple of years ago. I never talked about politics. It just wasn't something that was a part of my life. Oh man. It was at uh, our dinner table in our household. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so you're, I mean, you're, you're definitely, you know, you're one of the life, the, the political lifers that have, you know, it's been something that you're passionate about, mm -hmm. and your family's passionate about for a long time. But I, I just hear over and over again, people say, you know, I never got into politics until recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a lot of my I, friends say the same thing. Yeah, and I think, I mean, if you go back, like, I go back just in my life, and I think of the solutions that have been proposed for you know, obviously there's some some people in this country that are still racist. That's obvious. That doesn't mean the whole country's racist. Absolutely not. And, I mean, it's just, and, and I think people are starting to look at the solution of that we've, it's been going, it's been out there for years, decades, which is have the conversation. Don't be scared to have a conversation. And really the person that got the whole thing started was President Trump because before Trump, I mean, people would have conversations but he had the courage to speak out and speak up against, you know, what he thought should be, you know, called out. And right. what it did is it inspired millions of people everywhere to start to have that dialogue. And I think when it's all said and done, I think that 
you know, that empowering of people to communicate and discuss real issues. Mm -hmm. I think in history, that'll go down as his biggest accomplishment, whether that was his intention or not. I think it taught people how to have courage. Um, I, I hope there's more people with courage, but it just seems like he taught people how to really fight for what you believe in. Exactly. The truth and not be bullied into submission by the left who just want to bully you into saying things that a lot of times they don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Exactly. You see that with a lot of the Z generation kids nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny. A lot of, I'm starting to see also a lot of the kids these days, they're, they're finding uh, ways to research in unorthodox ways. And I believe that they're capable of learning the truth. I really do. Um, but they just need to decipher what's bad information and what's not bad information. Exactly. And that, you know, because the, the, the information's out there. I mean, if you go to the website, nojabforme.info, I mean, there's more information on this site and there's, there must be 30, 30 plus links to scientific studies and, you know, quotes from people that have been in, you know, studying and researching viruses their whole careers mm -hmm. and it's just i think a matter of finding the right content and and that's what's so scary about big tech you know because big tech is limiting the truth a lot of times and absolutely yeah they're making it harder for people to i think you could find the right information and the truth but i think it's a lot more difficult and people are inundated with so much information that people are confused and they don't know where to really find the truth or look for, you know, research that's actually scientifically backed. Right, right. It, it's amazing to me how that all works out. And and to be honest, I'll be I'll tell you right now, there are people on both sides of the aisle that are in the pockets with these guys. Because, you know, these lobbyists like big tech companies get into these hallways, which I am against lobbyists because lobbyists are the destruction of our country. Um, and, I, and I think that uh, people need to start really digging deep. And, and it's not hard to follow the paper trail, especially with so much on the Internet now. You can have so many web browsers like Brave and DuckDuckGo. You know, like those, because DuckDuckGo blocks, you know, the Google cronies from tracking what you're researching because Google only wants you to know what they want you to know. That, that's, that's just what it is. Um, so, you know, like you said, man, a lot of young people are finding unorthodox ways to do their research, to uh, access the truth. And I think that's going to make people like the rhinos and people on the Uber left really start backpedaling on what they're trying to do because it's going to come down hard on their heads regardless. Mm -hmm. um, people are going to fight back and, and not in a malicious way like the anarchists are that the left support. Uh, you know, some people in office that can't even remember their footstep out of their beds from the naps saying that Antifa was an idea and, it, and, and that's what a guy from New York by the name of Gerald Nadler says also. You know, I call him Mr. Suspenders, pull my pants up to my chest guy because that's how he wears his clothes. Um, but, yeah, he, he, he said it was an idea. He goes, it's a myth. I'm like, what? 
who is this guy? How did he get in office? You know, is he paid by George Soros? Like other people, I won't mention any names. And, and, and you know, there's a crooked person on the right. Her name is Liz Cheney. You know, tr uh, Donald Trump called out her name at CPAC, and that was awesome because she was she made the list with little Ben Sass and everybody else. Um, I think she should be out. I, I think all of these guys should be pushed out of the door. Get rid of the old and get the and get the young, vibrant people that want to really push for the Constitution into into office and let them do the work for us like they're supposed to. Yeah, everything they do backfires, and I agree with you 100. percent And you know, I mean, you look at people like I mean, Trump became who he uh, became as a politician because of a lot of the mistakes they made. Yeah, on the left, and now I mean, you have. You know, you have Candace Owens, you have Leo Terrell 2.0, you have more, um, you know, black conservatives uh, speaking out, mm -hmm. I mean, and speaking out hard. And I mean, just really smart guys, really smart women speaking out and, and saying, you know what, even if people in my community talk trash, I'm going to just speak out for what I believe in and speak the truth. And I mean, I just think that it's it's just growing, you know, Kanye and, mm -hmm. and Little Wayne and, you know, so many great people speak out and it sucks that people hold on to what what celebrities think. But the more and more celebrities that speak out do make a difference. Absolutely. And, like Terry Crews, for example, yeah. uh, Gina Carano. Yeah. And, you know, I think I became more of a fan of these people just because of the simple fact that they speak out against what's, you know, against what's wrong. And that's and that's the way it should be. Um, but the Hollywood agenda and the left are in bed together. So you, you just know how that goes. And what about Angelina Jolie's dad, uh, Voight? He speaks out. Um, you'd be surprised. And what shocked me is when Adam Sandler came and spoke out. I said, wow, Adam Sandler, he's like the cool, calm, and collected guy. He's quiet. But I guess, yeah. you know, when people say enough is enough, they're going to step up to the plate, and they're going to start fighting for what's right. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's so many people that secretly supported Trump. There's so many people that, that loved him. Mm -hmm. And were completely terrified to even share that with anyone. Right. And I mean, complete fear. I mean, I think a lot of people wear masks because they don't want to look like someone that is uh, a Trump supporter because they, they think that someone maybe will, will say something to them. And by not wearing a mask, I think a lot of people they they believe others will judge them as being on the right but what mm -hmm. they don't realize is that most people right now are on the right mm -hmm. i mean if you really talk to people it's just you can't tell because you see people walk around walking around with masks face diapers yeah they're just you know everyone's got a face diaper on and, you know, so it looks like, okay, they must be Biden supporters, but I think a lot of people just they're like, whatever, I don't feel like dealing with someone giving me a hard time. I'm just going to throw it on, you know, and <laughs> at some, at some point though, I mean, people got to, I mean, I was at the mall today and I was at a, a target. Okay. And 
I was one of the only, I may have been the only person I saw without a mask. Hmm. Target. And I'm, yeah, I mean, and, and, and I don't want these crazy liberals within six feet of me anyway. Who does? So it's, I'm not trying to be, <laughs> you know, like I respect people's space. Like if, if you're walking and you're around a stranger, you really shouldn't be within a couple feet anyway. If you just respect their space, especially if it's a stranger. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but it's, it's been interesting because I, I've, I haven't worn my mask. I, I've, I've put on a mask a few times, but I'd say nine, you know, 98, 99% of the time I don't wear a mask. And a lot of people have come up to me and said, thank you. Or, you know, I appreciate you doing that. You know, I'm not gonna wear my mask either. I was kind of scared. So, and the same thing happened when I used to start, you know, sharing stuff about my, my thoughts on president Trump. I mean, the amount of messages and, and uh, emails that I've received over the last couple of years from people just saying like, I love this country. I think he's doing the right thing, but I can't speak out because of my job. I mean, there's so many people. Yes. And I've I'm gotten just, that too. Right. I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing. And I think, and I always say to people like, you know, do what you feel comfortable doing. You know, if you're going to live in, if you're going to speak out and then be stressed all day, then that, I mean, that's, you got to decide, but I mean, it's freeing. I'm sure you feel the same way, but it's freeing to just keep it real and speak your mind, speak your truth and not care what other people will say or, or, you know, any pushback from the left and just do it. And, and it inspires a lot of people. And I think it, it empowers a lot of people to do the same thing. Yeah, so I, I'm just writing down little concepts right now, just you, you know, listening to you speak on all of this, and I'm like, you know what? I I just thought about something that speaks the word of freedom in America, it, and it's the it's the initials GGC, you know. And, and I say, you know what? I'm gonna use that on a shirt, and then I'm gonna uh, put like a little underlining of what it stands for, you know, under each letter: God, guns, and country. <laughs> I don't know. I just popped into my head right now because these fools are trying to take away people's first and second amendment rights, and which is illegal because we, you know, that the constitution was meant to hold the government down and, and drag them back a little bit for what they're trying to do. But th that's why they're trying to push everything forward. But it's not going to work because the Second Amendment was made to protect the first and the rest of the Constitution. That were endowed uh, by our creator and, and, and the forefathers that wrote the Constitution made sure of that, you know, especially Madison and Jefferson. So so. When people want to say, oh, man, you know, the government is this and that. I'm like, no, 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 no. The government is not the boss. We're the bosses. They are the people that work for us. That's what they're supposed to be doing. They're not supposed to be working for themselves, for which they've been doing for the last 50, 60 years. They need to be working for us. And if they're not working for us, we're going to put them out on their asses. Yeah, well, I, I agree. But I don't It seems to me like people, if they're the, if people are the boss... It seems like a lot of people are acting like uh, they're back in the kitchen uh, cleaning the dishes <laughs> in, in the hundred in the hundred degree heat of of a kitchen. Yeah, I mean it. it do, they're not acting like it because if they were acting like it, they'd say, you know what? I'm gonna live my life. I'm gonna breathe oxygen freely, 
and I've researched the science. Like it's, this is a 99.998% chance of survival. So I think people just have to say, I don't, you know, I don't give a shit if, if someone is, is, is looking at me and they make a face or if someone, mm-hmm. you know, rolls their eyes at me. I mean, that's the worst thing that happens. Or, or maybe a store manager comes up to you and, and gives you a hard time or says mm-hmm. something that maybe isn't really that nice. But that's, that's the worst thing. I mean, you're not going to get arrested for not wearing a mask. Exactly. Nothing's going nothing's to happen. Right. I, people just need to just say, it's obvious that, you know, I mean, Fauci said masks don't work. Um, it's just it, the states where they're most strict with masks, there's no direct uh, correlation to uh, let lower numbers. It's and that's not, true. It's just, it's just not – so. It, it's just not, it, they don't work. And, and I live in one of those states, brother, California. My goodness. I mean, and I could understand the argument for New York, right? Like, okay, more people wear masks there. But in New York, especially in the city, I mean, everyone is so close. Yeah. And I could understand that, okay, I could see someone arguing that. Well, you know, everyone's so close, so there's going to be more spread. Mm-hmm. But what the hell happened to the flu? Exactly. The the Blasio virus took over. That's what it was. It's, uh, <laughs> it really, when I saw the Blasio <laughs> dancing in Times Square on New Year's. Yeah. I mean, as someone that grew up in New York and like spent most of my life in New York, to see him dancing with the whole Times Square shut down. I was just, I was just like in disgust, trying to understand how New Yorkers. I mean, I, I always said New Yorkers are the most street smart people in the world, and I don't know what the hell is going on in New York, but people are acting like total idiots. Exactly, the idiocracies continue, and, and you know, and especially with that guy, what's his name, uh, Cuomo sexual. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, the guy's yeah. an idiot. The mayor of New York's an idiot. How do you know what? There's a lot of conservatives in New York, and I, and I have a great friend. He's a conservative, and he was from New York. There's a lot of them, and again, with with people being close together, I think that the herd, you know, the herd mentality is it, people are more likely to follow the herd because the herd is so tight. Like you walk down the street in New York and everyone is tight. Like it, you don't really have space. Um, mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm just giving New Yorkers the benefit of the doubt and they're just not putting in the effort to do the research. But it seems to me like right now, the people that have the least amount of street smarts are New Yorkers. And I, you know, I, I, I think it'll, it'll flip and it'll come back around one day to yeah. how it's always been. But it just I talk to New Yorkers every day and it's it's just shocking how uninformed people are and they just all their opinion, not all of their, but a lot of people's opinions are just based on headlines they read in, in uh, the Post or the Times or headlines they read on CNN. And they oh. just that's that those are their beliefs. They, there, they there's your answer right there. CNN Communist Narrative Network. Yeah. There's your answer. <laughs> So I was watching a ball game the other day because, uh, you know, I, like, I still like sports. I, I like to watch baseball. 
because it's it's the least social justice league except for the damn commissioner uh manfred with his pink with wearing his pink tie but anyway that's another story um and i was looking at fans in the stands wearing masks and i'm like dude why do i feel like i'm watching a game in japan or china you know yeah. what I mean? I feel like I'm watching it's, Chinese and Japanese baseball leagues. I, I honestly, I'm shaking my head, and I, I walk around and I see that it, it. It makes me sad because it, it, you know, people's mental health and emotional health and physical health. I mean, they are all decreasing at a rapid pace. Mm-hmm. I mean, rapid pace. I mean. If, if you don't breathe oxygen freely, that in itself is bad enough. Right. If, if you live in fear and you're stressing out all day, I mean, that's the one of the worst things for your physical, mental, emotional health. Those two things. Then you add in isolation. Right. That, I mean, that's one of the main reasons people relapse on drugs and, and think about suicide. They're not surrounded by people. They're, mm-hmm. they're by themselves. I mean, these are like the most common tips that a coach gives athletes and clients so that they are just have basic health, right? Just like, these are the fundamentals of health. Like you have to be around people, you have to breathe oxygen and you know, you you have to minimize stress Mm -hmm. and now the, and, and spirituality, you know, temples and, and, and churches and everything are closed and you can't, you can't pray. So all the things that we've been saying for years to people that, that help people with their health. Right. They're all non-existent for, for most people right now. And then, you know, you look at that and say, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a year of this. It's not like they were working out hard and they took two months off. Exactly. You know? Like a year of, of really transforming into most people living sedentary lifestyles. I mean, in one year, I mean, that is like massive. So just to get back to where people were before is going to probably take more than a year with everything back. Exactly. Now, you, now you touched on churches being closed and all this other stuff. And um, I, I, I am a devout believer. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I blame my fellow Christians out there for letting this happen when, you know, the church is closing and and these, and these weak woke pastors, because that this is, this is a bunch of chicanery because religious freedom is protected in the constitution. You can, the government cannot shut your church down. And I, and I can, I can attest that because I, I, I belong to a church in here in Southern California who said, you know what? we have to reopen up. So he opened up this church on May 31st. He was one of the very first churches in the country that reopened. And then they did a survey recently. And this was a national survey of people's mental health. And they said that the happiest and most content people in America were the ones that attended a church or a synagogue on Sunday mornings. Is that (laughs) I mean, come on. I mean, that says a lot there, right? Yeah, well, you, you remind me of a movie that was recommended a while back by my mentor, and it's called Happy. And mm-hmm. 
it, it's really worth checking out if you haven't already. And they, they study what makes people happy. Right. And it, it was nothing that uh, the person that produced the show or the writer had in mind originally. And it, it turned out that one of the main components to happiness is community. Exactly. And being a part of a community. And I think that's the thing. Because, I mean, you could go to church or, or whatever your religion is. You could go and not really be spiritual. I don't think a lot of people that, that go and do things, uh, you know, in a religious way, they're not, it doesn't always equate to spirituality. And I think it's the community and it's the same thing. I mean, you look at sports, like being around your teammates, right? Mm -hmm. Being kids, being in school, being around their friends, even if they don't like school, right? I never, I never really liked school, but it was, you know, going in and, and seeing the girl you had a crush on or, you know, hanging out with your boys in the hallway right. and talking for a bit and cracking some jokes. And that lack of community is totally non-existent right now. Exactly. And, and you know, uh, there's, there's a huge thing that I'm looking up right now, too, as, as you're speaking out on this. Um, they're saying by the year 2028, listen to this, 2028, that China will have over 300 million people that will give their lives to Christ. 300 million by 2028. So the West is not defeated yet. <laughs> no, we are not, still going to win not. the West. Yeah, I don't I don't think we're defeated. No. Yeah, I, I think I think we're going to I think we're going to come back from this stronger than ever. And I mean, if you just, you know, Twitter is you, know, you get a good picture of where people's head where their heads are on Twitter. And I'm telling you, just more and more people are speaking up and speaking out. And it's people like you, Vindog, that, you know, you, you got the guts to just, you know, to, to speak the truth. And then that trickles down. It, it, it just it affects people that you don't even realize Like you speaking out. Someone retweets your tweet. Someone shares this this uh, show. And then maybe that that's one person. And then that, maybe that one person's cousin ends up running for office. Exactly. It starts at the local level. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred. And the, and these conversations, these are these are the conversations that that they want to they want us to avoid by keeping us in lockdown. That a lot of times you don't really, or by censoring in, through social media. That now, you know, once people are getting out, people are starting to converse, con you know, talk about everything going on. And I think that's just with time through the summer. I think more and more people are going to wake up just by having more dialogue and just seeing people smile and, and giving people a hug and looking people in the eye and having a real conversation. Um, I, I agree, man. I, I think, I think we're going to be stronger down the road. It's going to be a couple of years, but I think once everything turns around, I think it will be stronger than we were before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to tell you, uh, this, we are Whitney's, witnessing a cold-blooded administration right now bro um these people are very 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 anti-semitic i don't know if you noticed that or not um like people like rashida Tlaib and these people that are in congress like Ilan, Ilan omar 
I'm like, just look at the names and, and look at who Biden's putting in office. Like his people are like, you know, in charge of Homeland Security and the attorney generals and all this other stuff. I'm like, dude, you can't do that because America is Israel's biggest ally. And Trump reestablished that relationship. And whether you whether you guys are a believer or not in the Bible, which is biblically the truth, which is the actual truth on paper and has been written on scrolls. <laughs> those who support Israel will be blessed and America was being blessed for four years. Those who curse Israel will be cursed. And this is what's happening. America's being pushed into darkness, but it's only for a moment. I think, I think it's only for a moment because this has got to stop. And I think the people, like you said, the people are waking up and people are going to put a stop to it. And, and I think these Democrats are going to start running scared. And so are the rhinos. Yeah, they're already scared. Mm -hmm. They, they feel the power of a hundred million Americans and, and there's, growing. There's nothing like a, there's nothing like a hundred million pissed off Americans that anyone has ever experienced on this planet. Yeah. And that that number is growing and people are more and more pissed every day. And I think that, yeah, this is, it, well, I think we're only getting started. By 2024, it's gonna be, it's gonna be massive how many people are, are, are actually not fake woke, but- Awake. Like really <laughs> awake, awake and maybe, you know, maybe somewhat, uh, maybe above the minimum of intellectual effort, right? You don't, you don't have to spend hours and hours researching every day, but just maybe we could raise the, the effort level of research. Mm -hmm. Just, just, if we just raise that, I believe most people are good people. Most people have common sense. Yeah. If we just somehow get people to research more, make it easier for them to learn uh, the, the actual science, I feel like they'll learn it and, and people will just, it, the number's going to keep on growing. So maybe, I mean, you, you have a lot of faith. You, you see the good in situations and I'm the same way, but I, I think that that is what's going to happen. I don't know how long, but I hope that it happens sooner rather than later, maybe by 2024, but who knows how much damage will be done by them. Well, that's why I want, you know, conversations like yours and mine to go viral by the hands of the right people. So that people can say, you know what? These guys are having that conversation and it's, it needs to be heard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I, that's why I love doing these types of things and having these types of conversations because if, you know, if, if it could be one person that wakes up from it, you know, it's mm -hmm. just one person that, that whole, it, it trickles down to their whole family. Yeah. It, it trickles to their friends. And we're not we're not saying to people like you have to believe this. No, you know the left the left is like trying to like force people into a certain belief system. Yeah, it's and like trying to force feed me like things I don't like, like celery or carrots. Um, <laughs> you know you what know. I mean? They're force feeding you, <laughs> yeah. and, and we're not force feeding you. We'll tell you straight out, like my brother Scott said, do the research, research it for yourself. You know? Don't depend on, yeah. you know, just any internet platform or media outlet. Do your own research. There's still books around. Get those books before they try to burn those. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's, uh, you just got to have faith, man. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. we just got to believe, I mean, obviously take the actions too, mm-hmm. but if, you know, if, if you walk around saying, Oh, America's done, everything, you know, everything is, is never going to be the same. Then, you know, that doesn't help the situation. So I mm-hmm. think be, I think being honest about what's going on and then, you know, trying to do as much as you can to keep the dialogue going. I think that's all we could really do right now. All right. I, I have a job for you. I want you to look up this one guy. Uh, he actually helped start the, the church in America. His name is Lemuel Haynes. Um, he was a minute man for, uh, I think the Washington army. Uh, he had a part in writing the constitution of the United States of America. And, uh, he was uh biracial, but he was considered black. Of course. Um, the terminology African-American was made up by the Uber left to try and disrupt things in communities, but we won't get into that. We'll talk about that on another episode, but just so people would know that America is not a racist country. Come on. Booker T. Washington was, was in Congress. He was black. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Bro, it's 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 just it it's almost like people miss math class, Vin Dog. Mm-hmm. Like ninety-nine point nine nine eight percent chance of survival. Right? <laughs> yeah. Why would you experiment on yourself for something that has that survival rate? And the number's probably even higher. Because there's a lot of people that were asymptomatic, or at least some people I think were out there that mm-hmm. were asymptomatic, not, not as many as they may have said. Right. And then there's a lot of people that had it recovered, they thought it was a cold, and they never got tested. So that means I, there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. So I think the recovery so, rate is like super high. <laughs> yeah. So it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's just basic math. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, so I, I don't know if we need to teach math more in the schools and no common core math please Uh, so just like (laughs) like maybe common maybe common sense math you know yes and how to like basic just problem solving stuff Mm -hmm. 99.998 okay and then you you know you ask someone you say so why would you get a vaccine or or something that's being called a vaccine for that and What's even crazier is they don't even have a reason. No, they don't. They don't. They, they don't really even don't. have a reason. They really don't. And, and they say it's it's your patriotic duty to get vaccinated because I'm Joe Biden and I can't really remember where I'm at. I can't find my butt mask. <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got to put the mask down. It's, enough is enough. <laughs> the chicanery it's i mean they said this i think on gutfeld yesterday or or another show or maybe the five they said someone was quoted as saying you know um i'm I'm not gonna i don't remember the exact quote but it was just a quote about like how biden's actions are anti-vax like Uh he got the vaccine and is still wearing the mask right so that is anti-vax because it's it's displaying to the American people that the vaccine is not something that prevents you from 
spreading COVID. Right. So he is he is the Joe Biden is the white supremacist. Oh, he's always like, been. He's always hated black people and other minorities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, just just the crime bill. Just yeah. That. Oh man. He is, Everything that the left says, they're doing. You know, they they. It's it's almost like if you said, Scott, all right, here's the problem. I want you to pick the worst possible solution, right? I want you to pick the worst possible thing you could do to solve the problem. Right. I think that they are closer to that than they are. I mean, they're not even close to the best solution. That's not even on the on the table. But they're closer to the worst possible solution for almost everything. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just there's the common sense in this country. It's it, it, I look, I mean, you hear in this conversation, I've literally been like trying to figure this out for months and, and years. And mm-hmm. I just cannot figure it out how how people have little to no. So many people have little to no com- common sense. Yeah. And where, and, where and I have go? to say and I have to say it, it got lost when people stopped having conversations in the family circle at home. Yeah, I, I agree. I think having those difficult conversations are, are more rare now than ever. Mm-hmm. And you know, I it, and and a lot of that I'm not gonna put a hundred percent blame on on the left. I think that's just a parenting issue. Yeah. Um, but it, that ties into what we were talking about before, which is the lack of courage. Yeah. And yeah. you don't have, you don't have to be a wealthy parent. You don't have to be, you know, the, the greatest parent to have the difficult conversation with you, with your children, whether it's about condoms or drugs or alcohol or school, whatever, um, you know, hanging out with the right people. You don't have to have a genetic makeup, that is that is John F. Kennedy Jr. during a speech. You know, I mean, right. You just have to have the guts to say, "Hey, uh, let's have a conversation. Let's sit down and talk about this. This is an important topic." And that's it. And, and maybe just ask them the question, like, "What's going on? Uh-huh. Are, you know, are you dating? Are you dating? You know, are you being safe? Exactly. Um, are you are you avoiding the wrong crowds on the weekend? Are you staying off the street, like." Just simple questions or, I, or simple so, yeah. phrases. Yeah. Simple phrases, just a little tip, a bit of advice. So yeah, I think a lack of courage is uh, is a big part of it. People aren't having those difficult conversations. hundred percent. My mom used to say crazy phrases to me. She used to say, Mio, I'm going to tell you right now. She says bad associations makes for useless habits. She says mm. you are who you hang with. I'm like, oh man, and, and and that stuck to me. I'm like, wow, you are who you hang with. So if I hang around this guy who does this, I'm gonna be labeled that. And, and you know what that tells you at the end of the day? This is not about a race thing. This is about a human thing. This is this is just human nature. You know, and people were saying, oh, basically, blah 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 blah, this and that. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do this. Because you're a certain race, uh, we're going to do this for you because we feel that you can't think for yourself. Basically, what Joe Biden and the left are saying to people of minority communities is that you can't think for yourself. You're inferior to me. I am sorry that you're inferior. 
Basically, this is what it is. Yeah, and anyone that has common sense and and has done just a little bit of research, it's it's so obvious. It, it's 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 never been clear. It, I mean, it just career politicians. Who the hell thinks a career politician is is in politics? for doing the right thing and for service to others except especially when you're almost 48 years of uh pulling money for your family yeah that uh, <laughs> that that just tells you right there <laughs> i mean it's it's i i don't remember ever you know there ever being in my lifetime there being a situation like what's going on right now where mm-hmm. the facts and the science are overwhelmingly in our face now because now you, you don't even have to really search for it. Now it's, I mean, you can go onto, you know, hundreds of people's pages and just read the stuff that they're retweeting. Mm-hmm. And just, it's, you don't even have to put in any effort now. Right. So I don't remember ever feeling like people just were so, they were just lacking common sense in my entire life. I've never, I've never seen anything like this. And it just makes you shake people, your head, right? Yeah, I, my my head is sore from shaking it so much. <laughs> On a swivel, <laughs> it, like it, like it literally is sore. From I I spent a lot of time just. I see someone with a mask on in their car by themselves. Stupid. I mean, there, there's just no there's no logic. It's 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 bad. So, but I do think that we're gonna we're gonna come through, and I, you know everything's gonna work out for the better. But it's right now it's uh, it's definitely <laughs> uh, interesting. It's an interesting time. You know? Welcome to the land of chaos, the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. But it's not just yeah. happening here. The chaos is going on around the world too. So. We're not alone in this, but you know, like you said, people are starting to wake up and smell the incense. So that's a good thing. So what do you have coming up on your agenda, man, for the near future? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just staying busy here. Um, coaching athletes, training athletes, and I also love design. So I've been fortunate enough to work with some entrepreneurs and and do some business consulting and some Mm -hmm. digital media stuff for them. But I just, I just love I just love serving people and helping people and, you know, being there for people when they call and say, Hey, you know, I need to talk or I I need some help. I mean, that's really the thing that sets my soul on fire and the thing that is, I believe is my calling. So Mm -hmm. I do it in, I do it in a bunch of different ways. And, you know, even like, that's my focus on this call, you know, maybe, maybe I could say something that'll, that'll wake someone up. Maybe I could challenge someone to think differently. Maybe. Someone listen to this. Maybe they won't agree with what we're saying, but maybe we'll plant a seed in six months from now. They'll they'll do a little bit of research. I'm telling you, um, just by myself doing this with you, bro, my IQ level is going up a little bit more. <laughs> I thought I thought you were raising my IQ. So <laughs> I, I mean, no, and, and you know, you're so charismatic, and you're a perfect example of when you bring the energy, like. I had a really long day. I worked out at like four four thirty this morning. I mean, really long day, and I, I'm exhausted right now. And and every time we speak, you bring the energy, and it it you know it resonates. It it, it manifests in in our conversations. 
Uh, and I, I appreciate you for that. And I think if you just, I think that's your, one of your gifts is your energy and your, your charisma. So, you know, I'm rooting for you and I'm, ha I'm happy to help in any way that I can help um, be a part of, of, of your journey and, and help and, and just continue to share the truth and wake people up in any way. Absolutely. And I appreciate that, my brother. So, man, I got to have you back on soon. I'm always down, Vin Dog. Our conversations are some of the best ones. And, um, you know, I have a lot of respect for you. And I know you're courageous. You're a smart guy. And um, I'm glad we connected, man. Thanks for all the retweets and, and, and the love on Twitter. And, and even I, I see some, some Vin Dog notifications on my instagram too so i, I appreciate the love <laughs> hey always brother i told you it's the beginning of a brotherhood for life man absolutely man you know so it's an honor and a blessing to to start this brotherhood with you in this journey it's going to be awesome scott i'm gonna tell you and let people know about the podcast you have rolling off man yeah you know i'm dabbling a little bit and uh it's called the coach scott show and like I said, we're going to have you on there. I'm, I'm doing some, uh, I'm probably going to bring a host on a co-host with me for okay. the next couple episodes and test it out and just try a couple different things. Uh, but it's, it's fun. It's fun to, uh, to have a platform where you could, you could share your thoughts. That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find coach Scott too. If you need a services, he'll hook you up. I guarantee you. And he has an awesome clothing line. Let him know the name of it, brother. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's I mean, things are just flying off the shelves with this realistapparel.com. I mean, if, if, if you're, a, if you love America, if you are into patriotism, like it's, I think it's the best patriotic apparel brand out there. I, I put a lot of thought into it. And yeah. Especially that really ego shirt with the flag. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And it's it's just another way to, to get the conversation going mm -hmm. and, to, and to open up the dialogue. You know, you see someone on the street and they have a shirt and you're like, oh, OK, that person has the same belief system as me. Maybe you're having some coffee and you start to chop it up. And then, you know, that that, that dialogue begins. And then, you know, maybe that path, maybe someone overhears you. And that's why I started it was to to do it in kind of like a cool, subtle way. Um, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you know, put messages out there that, that are strong and powerful that could make a difference. Just a stranger walking by you that reads your shirt. Yeah. Cause people nowadays, they need things that resonate their minds and their thoughts. Yeah. And everyone has face diapers on, so we don't even see their faces. So <laughs> how, how can you do that? Right? Exactly, man. Thank you all so much for listening to the Kindle podcast right here on podbeat.com. You can add us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, for which I used to work for back in the day, Google Podcast, TuneIn Radio, and wherever you download podcasts. And we will see you, see you real soon. My producer, Money Ben, on behalf of myself, Vin Dog, I want to thank my brother, Coach Scott, for stopping by and just joining us. And we're throwing all the libtards that can't stand America to the dog pile. Take care, America. See you real soon, sucker.